and welcome back to another episode of whatever the fuck this is called. Um, I think it's, it's called the Ruben Report. And today we will be discussing conversations. We'll be having a very intense conversation on conversation and the importance right. of conversations. Uh, you know, I really think this is a great conversation to be having right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. it's very exactly it's that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a very important conversation because you know what's happening on college campuses right yeah. now. Yeah. So I think I think hyperthyroidism is bad and I want you guys to change my mind. Um, <laughs> so, I well, to- it uh, it helps me keep my weight, my weight down, which is a definite positive side effect. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it helps keep my eyes open you know it allows me yep. to over it allows me to stay a healthy weight and and at the same time overeat so which is <laughs> fantastic yeah and well I, you don't you're sure it's not the meth that's uh that's supporting that habit it's probably a combination thereof so let's get right into the meat of uh hyperthyroidism as you as you folks may recall um, we did a, a comprehensive overview of hypothyroidism when last we met. So let's talk about the other uh, side of the spectrum, that is hyperthyroidism. So perhaps starting with a, a clinical vignette, um, there's a gentleman, he's he's in his, uh, well, he tells you he's in his mid-20s, but in fact, he's, he's in his late 20s, um, approaching 30. He presents your clinic um, disheveled, um, again, sort of malodorous, uh, <laughs> poorly kempt. Um, and he's, he's, he's been complaining of just profuse sweating, heat intolerance, um, um, more, uh, pronounced anxiety. And interestingly enough, some, uh, you know, a, a goiter or a swelling in his throat. Um, now he... he yeah, so he 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 says, you know, doc. <laughs> <laughs> he says, doc, you know, I think I have acquired uh, cretinism, and um, you sort of shake your head and you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, and the patient becomes vaguely agitated as well. Uh, so you're you're worried about this gentleman. So you say, you know what? Let's let's do the full workup. Uh, please uh, uh, proceed to exam room three. Uh, we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna start ordering some uh, some tests here. So to to start, you send in your 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 med student. Uh, so, you know the lovely listener. Why don't we start with what sort of physical exam, a focused physical exam, the medical student might consider or the intern might consider uh, in working up uh, this complaint? Right. So some general signs that you would be uh, looking for. Well, we noticed the goiter. Hair thinning is another aspect we'll see. Uh, Lid lag and uh, retraction uh, as well. I I think this is due to increased adrenergic tone, but I I think you get the the Graves uh, ophthalmopathy in about a quarter of the patients. Um, And just as a side note, it's typically not something that you would, that would improve with treatment, but you're going to see it on pretty much every question stem. As soon as you see somebody with bulging eyes, like just think hyperthyroidism, even though mm-hmm. clinically it's really not that, uh, not as relevant. Mm-hmm. Gray's specifically, um, and I guess it's referred to as, you know, some people will call it exophthalmus. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, it is, a, I guess, a fairly specific marker 
uh, of Graves uh, with with other symptoms. Yeah, right. Um, another kind of rare marker, but a common one on question stems is pretibial myxedema. Uh, again, quite rare. Uh, I think it's something like two percent of patients with Graves, and it's basically non-pitting edema uh, over the shins with uh, peau d'orange. Another sign we'll be looking for is palmar erythema. Uh, some cardiovascular signs will be uh, tachycardia, and especially in the older population, atrial fibrillation. Um, and uh, from the neuro perspective, you may notice a fine tremor uh, as well. So particularly with the, the cardiovascular and, and neurological uh, signs, you're thinking of somebody that's revved up. They're fired up and uh uh you know they're they're in hyper overdrive and uh, as we saw in the clinical vignette uh symptoms that we would be anticipating uh as part of the revved up paradigm is weight loss with the catabolism increased appetite to make up for the catabolism heat intolerance uh, they might sense the atrial fibrillation with the palpitations. Um, they might uh, have the vague fatigue, uh, sweating, uh, possibly diarrhea as well. Uh, the menstrual changes, as we mentioned earlier, uh, oligomenorrhea. And there's some neuropsych uh, effects as well. Your patient will likely be pissed off about everything that's going on. They'll be irritable. Uh, they might be laughing, they might be crying due to their emotional ability, and they may be discussing uh, that they have figured out the equation to the universe and they'll be beamed up in a spaceship due to their psychosis. Um, so those are some general signs as well as symptoms in hyperthyroidism. Excellent. Uh, very, very clear. Very clear indeed. Um, so... Um, <clears throat> These signs and symptoms um, will have been uh, elicited on uh, your uh, physical exam. Just pointing out that uh, in in an OSCE scenario, ensuring that you're appropriately palpating the the uh, thyroid, so practicing that a little bit, um, and uh, uh, be aware that there's likely a cup in the room. Uh, with a bit of water in it. So ask the patient to swallow uh, water, which is important to be able to palpate those lower lobes. Um, uh, uh, you might consider listening for a brewery uh, over the thyroid as well. Um, uh, practically speaking, this is, I would comment, fairly low yield uh, because thyroid is so amenable to uh, ultrasound. Uh, but anyhow, um, uh, being, bear that in mind for your OSCE scenario. Maybe you can um, do it just as a gag to get them to drink some, drink your pee or something. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, just have fun with it. A little you goof, know. you know? Yeah. Just be silly with it. Um, and uh, yeah, have a goof, have a spoof. Um, and uh, hope that your, your uh, presiding uh, evaluator has a sense of humor. Okay, so um, that was that was important, very important. Uh, moving <laughs> on, so the 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 medical student return. You, you're worried about this this gentleman, um, but you want him out of your urgent care because he's he's just stinking up the whole place. So the the medical student, the intern, returns to your your desk, and 
you know, you're doing some Sudoku or whatever. And he, he, uh, he or she provides the one-liner. So you start to pimp them. You say, okay, well, um, we're, uh, we're suspicious about this gentleman's goiter, his heat intolerance, his weight loss, his uh, uh, some uh, disordered thinking. Um, it's sounding a, a whole lot like hyperthyroidism. My goodness. So what sort of investigations do we want to initiate here uh, to tease out uh, hyperthyroidism and potentially its cause? Uh, so in terms of labs, we'll be doing uh, a classic TSH. Might as well throw in a little T4 in there in the meantime as well. Uh, I, I think the main thing that you will be um, looking for with these uh, with these lab values is TSH is low, while the you know the, the thyroid hormones T4 is going to be high. Uh, so there's there's a an overproduction or oversecretion of the thyroid hormone, which is going to have a negative feedback um, effect, uh, resulting in low TSH. I would also consider uh, a thyroid uh, scintigraphy or a or a, a gamma a gamma scan. A thyroid. A, a gamma a thyroid scan man. Sounds like a good idea. A gamma scan man for the thyroid. Um. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. an option. Yeah. Oh, it's and distinguish this entity from thyroiditis. <laughs> Yeah, and we might be jumping the gun a little bit there with the uh, skin skintography or however you pronounce it. Um, uh, just as a as a side note here, given the how pedantic we were on the hypothyroidism lecture, if you're thinking that uh, this is a central cause of hyperthyroidism, then you will expect that the TSH and the T4 are both going to be elevated. We 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 run the test. We see their TSH is low. T4 is high. So we confirmed that they have they have hyperthyroidism. Uh, now, we had some acute, acute concerns for this gentleman, particularly around his uh, sort of confusion. So I think it's it's useful while we're here to work things up a little bit. Uh, in reality, right. the, 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 T, the T3, T4 uh, actually takes some time to cook. So this is uh, this is the magic of of um, podcast medicine where uh, the the labs uh, are instantaneously accessible. So some of the other um, uh, labs uh, that we might uh, consider, uh, and forgive me if I uh, 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 tuned up for a moment, uh, but to distinguish between Graves and Hashimoto's, which are the two most common causes of, of hyperthyroidism, uh, there is a serology. So the TSH uh, receptor, uh, antibody is specific to Graves, whereas the anti-TPO antibody is specific to Hashimoto's. Okay, um, so you'll be ordering both of, of those features. Um, there are other causes of, of thyroiditis, thyroiditis uh, uh, various uh, uh, causes of thyroiditis where uh, uh, inflammatory markers will be elevated as well. And then uh, in terms of thyroid scan or scintigraphy, that would reveal any sort of uh, so-called hot nodules, um, which are, uh, you know, essentially adenomas uh, that are, uh, um, you know, thyroxine uh, producing and therefore can cause uh, symptoms of, of, uh, of hyperthyroidism. Sure. So, I, mean, I mean, I would assume that you would probably 
I mean, if there's a goiter, then uh, or a, you know, a patient, an incidental finding of a nodule, something along those lines, um, maybe that's when you would start to uh, work up uh, uh, with the skintiography potentially. Or am I uh, am I uh, confused here? Like I, yeah, I I I think you you. Uh... So I can say with a fair amount of confidence that it, it, when you send to endo curing uh, graves, they, you, they'll order a thyroid scan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost always. So there's a specific, you know, basically there's a diffuse uptake uh, in uh, graves. Um, uh, so uh, this is indicating metabolically active tissues. Um, uh, whereas uh, uh, with, with, with nodule, Normally, which would be which would be seen on prior ultrasound, prior to thyroid scan, um, you want to determine whether it's so-called hot or cold. But in this case, if if they're hyperthyroid already, you and and they had, for example, a multinodular goiter, uh, which would not be an acute presentation that normally would develop over months to years. Um, your the assumption is that they're adenomatous. That is, uh, 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 thyroxine. Uh, producing, but what can happen is in the picture of a multinodular goiter, you can actually have a, a cold uh, nodule that is a higher risk for cancer. Oh, so nice. even yeah, yeah, yeah. So even in those multi multinodule goiters, they'll often uh, do a thyroid scan. Yeah, I, like you know, I don't know if that's. Uh, sort of uh, 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 assembly line medicine, but that's what I, I've seen locally. If you're querying graves, they all, they get thyroid scan regardless. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, so let's say in, in this case, and, and I, I forget the, the, um, the, uh, uh, in terms of um, epidemiology, what the gender ratio is, but presumably uh, I think it's like five to one. It's far more common in females. Um, but let's say in the, you know, this gentleman, uh, his, his anti-TPO is positive. Uh, so he's manifesting signs of, of Hashimoto's, which is, uh, usually like a, uh, it, it basically is an autoimmune process. So pathologically there'll be a, a lymphocytic, uh, infiltrate, uh, and local inflammation, uh, in the, uh, in the, the thyroid tissue. So um, for for this gentleman, uh, he he you return or you have the med student reassess him, and now he's screaming about palpitations. He's feeling really unwell, and uh, you hook him up to ECG, and in fact he's gone into uh, rapid AFib. So you you stabilize him, you know, with your whatever metoprolol uh, protocol. Um, uh, but he, and his heart rate decreases, but he's still in atrial fibrillation, uh, and you're measuring his temperature. And in fact, he's, he's hyperthermic, uh, at 38. So this is a, this is a, a picture of, um, hemodynamic instability, um, abnormal vitals, and therefore, uh, thyroid storm. So how are we going to manage this sort of acute, um, hyperthyroidism, uh, in, in urgent care? Uh, well, let's assume that we've stabilized him. We've taken care of, you know, our ABCs type of thing. Um, he, he's going to come in. Uh, he's going to be admitted temporarily. How might we manage him in the days to come? With your history, try to elucidate what may have triggered this uh, thyroid storm. Um, uh, you know, review their medications. Look for medications like lithium and amiodarone. Um, 
uh, and you know things like uh, uh, like pregnancy, recent surgery, um, infection, like all these things can can result in this uh, endocrine emergency. Um, and, we'll, and we'll want to act uh, act quickly here because uh, it is uh, ten to thirty percent um, mortality. Uh, there'll be a few things we'll be uh, trying to take care of. Uh, hyperthermia, so we'll give them some cooling blankets. Um, dehydration is often an issue, so give that IVF. Make sure their electrolytes are uh, WNL. And for the fever, give them uh, Tylenol. Um, I think you should avoid ASA, as uh, if I remember correctly, it exacerbates uh, the thyroid storm further. Um, and uh, for the uh, the agitation, the nervousness, the tremulousness, just give them a benzo, man. Just tell them to relax. Give them a nice juicy yeah, benzo. Chilled. Juicy. Yeah, that'll help. Yeah. And, and in fact, it will. Good. And yeah. so, so those are those are uh, you know some important, uh, more acute consideration. Any other sort of medical management? Yeah. So, uh, in terms of meds to, to directly manage this issue, uh, thionamide, uh, like PTU, uh, or MMI, um, would be a good option here. Uh, basically thi thionamides block thyroid hormone, uh, release, uh, as well as uh, peripheral, uh, T4 to T3 conversion. One thing that uh, you should watch out for with PTU is uh, double check their LFTs because uh, there is um, a hepatotoxicity black box warning uh, for the yeah. that class of medications. Yeah, so I think I would comment. You see, methimazole used more frequently. Mm. I think there's a. Uh, uh, um, uh, be, and that's probably because of the hepatotoxicity. I think there's a few exceptions, including uh, pregnancy. Um, uh, and I and sorry, uh, sorry to the listener. I don't recall specifically. Uh, I think I've. It uh, may, I think I've got it somewhere here. Yeah, it might uh, even be trimester specific. Yeah, it it, it is. So uh, let's see here. So uh, I think PTU is recommended in the first trimester. Um, because methimazole in the first trimester may result in fetal scalp aplasia, uh, mm. whereas methimazole is uh, used for the remainder of pregnancy as PTU uh, is likely to cause that uh, liver toxicity, the hepatotoxicity discussed earlier. Okay. Cool. So that's, that's the most important medication. Um, in this setting and uh, uh, has the highest evidence and, and there's a certain duration of, of treatment. So they may be on it for, for weeks or longer yeah. um, depending on, on the underlying cause. Uh, if it's a more of an acute thyroiditis, maybe not, but if it's something like Graves, it could be, you know, years potentially. Um, and uh, uh, so that's actually initiated, like you point out, very soon mm -hmm. um, uh, because of its effectiveness, uh, even in that sort of acute setting. Uh, some other things that can be useful is steroid, for example, dexamethasone, because it, it decreases per peripheral conversion of uh, T4 to active uh, T3. Um, we talked about, you know, metoprolol. Uh, um, there are other options uh, such as propranolol. Uh, so in addition to treating an arrhythmia, uh, can, can decrease uh, peripheral conversion to, uh, to active T3 as well. Um, and those, uh, that's really sort of the, the, the more acute, 
Um, I, I would add one more medication, um, yeah. maybe before getting into the beta blocker and the steroid. Uh, you can actually give iodine, uh, which is a little bit counterintuitive because iodine is the substrate used for thyroid hormone uh, production. But if you give the iodine about an hour after the your choice of the thionamide, uh, the iodine will actually block uh, the peripheral T4 to T3 conversion as well. And uh, cool. you, yeah, and you, there's a couple uh, couple of ways you can administer it. You can give SSKI, which is a saturated solution of potassium iodide. Um, there's Lugol solution, which honestly, I don't remember what the difference is. Once you give all these medications, once they're um, more or less stable, then you will need to um, ultimately try to figure out what the cause of the, what the precipitating event was. Um, so you will do a, a full workup afterwards and be sure to consult uh, your endocrine service and possibly ICU as well, uh, given, given how risky uh, and precarious the situation uh, often is. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so that's uh, sort of acute or subacute. Um, and then um, um, moving forward, uh, and I, I would comment that I actually see this less frequently and not that I have a huge uh, depth of experience, but radioiodine ablation is definitely an option uh, or surgical resection of, for example, a, a, a toxic uh, multinodular uh, goiter. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's because methimazole is so effective that I haven't seen this a lot, but it's de it's definitely an option that uh, iodine one thirty one ablation. Um, so uh, that would be um, obviously a, a subspecialist uh, treatment, but a definitive management and and result in subsequent uh, hypothyroidism. Obviously, uh, iodine ablation or uh, I should say radioiodine ablation or surgery will then uh, require um, uh, uh, thyroid uh, supplementation moving forward. Okay, so that's uh, clear. And, and what would help you sort of lean one way or, or another uh, as well would be um, if, uh, if there's like a compressive goiter, which is not infrequent. So patients will have vague symptoms of you know, a throat fullness, or in some cases, actually compressing on the carotids or the uh, superior vena cava. Uh, those would be reasons for perhaps a, a thyroidectomy or a surgical uh, solution. And uh, and folks with severe Graves' um, exophthalmus, I'm not clear what the rationale is there. That is, uh, thyroidectomy is is preferred. I believe mm. it's because radioiodine can actually make the uh, uh, early stages can make the exophthalmus worse, uh, as I recall. So, so that was good. I, I, uh, the nice thing with with um, hyperthyroidism is it's sort of short and sweet. So, just reviewing some important uh, pearls there. Know your physical exam. So, n take note in the OSCE setting of any cup in the room and be sure to palpate the isthmus, be sure to look for that, you know, fine tremor, for example, pretibial myxedema. Those are high and exophthalmus. Those are highly specific uh, findings in hyperthyroidism um, and therefore are, are very uh, testable. 
Um, be aware of, of um, uh, how to distinguish the various uh, etiologies of hyperthyroidism, uh, including the TRAB uh, receptor, or the, the, sorry, the TSH uh, autoantibody versus anti-TPO and Graves and um, um, uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, uh, respectively. And then um, focus on uh, acute management, beta blocker steroid, iodine, uh, subacute management to, to chronic management, methimazole, and chronic management or definitive management with with surgery or radioiodine uh, ablation. Um, so yeah, it's sort of a short and sweet uh, topic, but something that, that you'll encounter not infrequently. And and I should say in the clinic, um, you know, outpatient clinic, think in in your 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 skinny anxious woman. Think about hyperthyroidism. So methemazole can make a huge difference, can make the, uh, you know, an anxious person who uh, is really suffering, make them well again. So it can be quite satisfying. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd just like to add that there is, uh, like along with the routine hyperthyroid medications, there is some evidence that, including like uh some of the standard traditional Chinese herbal medications can also be helpful. What, like tiger's blood? What are you yeah. talking about? Like, you, uh, coronavirus. Like who, no, like Huan <laughs> denaging. <laughs> you know, just, I, I, I'm just saying it might be helpful to, to also contact the medical. I think you're using a little bit. Isn't cannabis one of the 500 traditional Chinese medicines? I think you're using a little bit too much of that medicine uh, at, at present. Possibly, and I think it neither neither helps. Uh, it doesn't. It's not a good treatment for your your psychosis. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, that uh, there's there's non-Western approaches uh, uh, to to hyperthyroidism uh, management. Uh, but I defer to um, to Doctor P's expertise. Do you want to touch base around your erectile dysfunction with the listener? Just, you know, maybe a clinical update, for example. Yeah, I've, uh, well, recently I've made huge strides by, uh, I'm on the 200 milligram Cialis daily now, and that's just been working wonders. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I, things are looking up. Things are, things are great. And oh, things, things are, are looking are, up no. and slightly to the left. Yeah. No, slightly up and all the way to the left. <laughs> I've got a hot nodule in my pants. <laughs> um, anything to, so we'll, why don't we just round this episode up? Anything you guys want to add? Uh, email us. Thank you. Please, with any uh, suggestions, comments, corrections, uh, donations, um, political endorsements, um, black market uh, boner pills um, uh, solicitations from Nigerian princes any of the above please don't hesitate to, to uh, email